What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monis. And Jim, it was awesome to see some listeners Sunday. Hey, eh? that was great. Fatty Beer Company off North Buffalo Road in Orchard Park, New York. Um, our first shindig with uh, with Fatty. And that was awesome. Just so I'll great to this. see everybody. Tyler, thanks again um, for having, you know, setting that up at Fatty and, and, and Nick and Chris. It is so fun. And, and like we said, we got to do it again and hopefully more people can come. But the questions are outstanding. The conversations are hilarious. Always the gambling talk. You're always going to get some winners in there from Chris <laughs> at Fatty. You know, Chris always has some winners at Fatty. But I feel like we cover everything. We cover Every question you can think of. And we're outside in October, which was cool. They have a great setup there with the, you know, the doors open. And it was just, it was a great way to kick off a Sunday. I, I just love seeing people face to face that we interact with via oh, email or Twitter. I mean, across the board, Tr- Trigvy, our good pal Trigvy in town, I mean, his two daughters, Andy, serious, his, his wife and his brother-in-law. I mean, it was, it was great. It was such a great time. Uh, I'm glad we're able to do it. Colin drove up from New Jersey. Loyal listener. Great. It's awesome. awesome. He did get a ticket. Hell of a seat too, Colin. Good work there. Our buddy Steve working at Fatty. I mean, it was uh, Patrick from Milwaukee. Great crew. It was just a great crew. I mean, I feel like we just kind of were talking football, drinking beer for a good three, four hours. And that's that's what we want to do. We just want to have some fun and and meet y'all, whether you're in Western New York or – or beyond, that's the thing, too. You know, we could do this elsewhere if, if need be. Maybe we take it on the road, Jim. Always. Always up for a road trip. It had a, it had a, college, it had a college feel to it yesterday, um, hanging, with, hanging with the fellas, you know, <laughs> just talking, talking football, bad bets, you know, all that stuff you did in college. Like, oh. But it was cool. A good Aaron Rodgers really- debate, right? We had some good debate conversation on the state I mean, of the Packers, which stopped. will be the topic today. Yes. I mean, that's the number one. I mean, it doesn't get any easier than that topic for Packers fans, for your history, my history with talking with you. It was like perfect storm last night. Packers, Bills, that's what the Go Long podcast, that's like, that's like yeah. our two, two big following. And, and the fact that you and I grew up Packers fans is hilarious. I mean, that's, it's central it Pennsylvania like for me, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Western New York. I mean, I can remember going to a game and, God, maybe it was 99. Rob Johnson was the quarterback and beat Brett Favre. I remember going to that game as a young fan and, and seeing seeing the uh, the Bills take Green Bay down. I mean, Green Bay can't win in Orchard Park. They never have. And and that was the case again. So I just figured today, Jim, uh, we'll, we'll take a good yeah. close look at, you know, we dance around it. I feel like we've obviously been talking a lot about the Packers and the Bills on this podcast, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, but we now, now that the season's like half over, you know, just about half over, it, it seems like the perfect opportunity to do like a state of the union for both of these teams that are, I think as I wrote there, they're traveling down two very different paths in the football cosmos. You've got the Packers and this <laughs> game had a feel to it where this is the end of the line, right? I mean, this is the end of an era. And in in terms of competing for championships year in and year out, it just, it it had that kind of feel to it. And I know it was close. Hey, give Green Bay credit. They, they fought in the second half. They, they picked off Josh Allen a couple of times, 
But and they played the way they have to play. I think that's kind of what's a little discouraging is that you know Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon ran for 200 yards on 30 attempts. They they stayed committed to the run because it's out of necessity. And boy, what what does it say about the state of your team when you're down 24 to seven? You've got a four-time MVP who just won MVP the year before, and you're basically admitting for the first time publicly that he's not good enough to bring you back. Mm-hmm. Really, And I agree completely. I think that all along I thought that they could win with a ground game and a defense, and I overrated the talent on that defense. I'll admit it. I, I thought all those first-round picks would be delivering a lot more than they have. But out of necessity, you're pounding away with the run, down three scores, it says a lot about the state of the Packers, I think, Jim. Well said. That's what I took away from last night. It was it was watching almost that he to get the most out of Rodgers at this point, and he's still capable of playing at a Super Bowl level, in my opinion. Now, just we all know that with the the arm, the talent is still there. It's just why not lean on those two running backs? That's what I took away from last night. But here's the other thing. Now, we know I'm a Brian Gutekus fan, the GM for Green Bay. Um, I agreed with you on the drafting of love. I thought that was smart, thinking ahead, sustained success, all that. That offensive line and that defense right now, to me, I'm not seeing championship caliber out of that. We we no. crush Aaron Rodgers a lot, right? I mean, I'm not not we, but I'm saying he takes a lot, which rightfully so. Quarterback you, just should. say it. I do. <laughs> Okay, because I feel like this quarterback, right? Too much credit when when you win, yeah. and and you and too much blame when you lose, and it is it is true, and because he doesn't deserve all this blame right now. What this is kind of what I wanted to talk to you about with Green Bay, and you brought it up. Are they missing on these picks? Are they? Is this causing? Because that defense, that defense isn't good enough. Do you think so? I mean, I feel like I've watched Green Bay enough this year. That defense No, they're not. Yeah. And we both thought – we both thought that was going to be – Yeah. So I think I, at this I point, I mean, the part. season's half over. We've seen it. I mean, look at you know, well, the, 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 the stretch of Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Taylor Heineke, and I, I get it. The Jets are kind of winning in spite of Zach Wilson for a while. But well, we to, know to that. flat out lose games to these quarterbacks with the talent – that you believed you had on defense. That's a great point. That's a great point. Those aren't games. And it's a, it's a combination. You know, Devondre Campbell has not been the playmaker that he was last year. And missing tackles, just not around the ball. Quay Walker, your first-round pick. I mean, he's getting he's getting himself ejected from the game. What? That was so okay. bizarre. What was he thinking? Just shoving that guy, a practice squatter, right, that, who was trying who's to, like, protect him? him in a sense. Who's helping him? Yeah, that was a bad one. I mean, there's there that and that – um. The DJ Moore yesterday. Those are, oh, those are. Um, you know, it's funny. My father, you know, a long time Division three Hall of Fame college football coach at, at Lebanon Valley College. He's in their Hall of Fame, and I'm very proud of that because we all know it's just. Well, it's all, well I always talk about it's hard to win. I don't care what level. It's, you're it's at. fantastic. D three football right. is, is legit. Right. If you're winning, you're winning. And he asked the talent me level isn't any different. They're just a tick slower and a tick smaller. That's honestly. all it is. That's all it is. Same passion. And it's funny because he was, you know, he was visiting from, you know, he's retired, living in Bethany Beach, Delaware, and he's up visiting, um, you know, visiting his, his son and his grandson. And he asked me yesterday, 
if DJ Moore, if, if he gets fined for that? And I said, no, he will not get, he goes, you know, now there's some old school, like that's, that should be a fine. He just cost them the opportunity for, you know, the extra point got moved back and all that in Carolina, but let's pay attention to that. They can win that division. Let's not get crazy right now. I know it sounds crazy, but they, they're right in the mix. And we talked about them before the year. And I'm not trying to say that this is because part of my thinking they were going to be good this year was Christian McCaffrey and he's not even on the team. So that's all I'm throwing that out the window. I'm just saying in general, they're in it. And this, and, and Moore does that. And Walker for Green Bay, going back to that whole play, explain it. I mean, who could explain that? I didn't look. Did he come out? I didn't read anything. It sounds like when he was addressing it in the locker room, he was, he was so apologetic and felt so bad about it. I think he just he couldn't even finish speaking on the topic. He just so he he just took left. complete. Much good, good for him. I mean, as far as he's right, there's too yeah. Many I mean, guys I don't. Maybe um, God, maybe, maybe he must have felt something or heard something he he thought was directed at at him, and he's probably frustrated at that point in the game. Yeah. And, that, that's why discipline it. matters. I mean, it's so important to be disciplined. You, you have to, and you have to know the rules if you're DJ Moore. I mean, granted, it's stupid. I mean, I can remember back in the nineties, you know, Brett Favre ripping second. the helmet off after the touchdown, right? To Andre Risen. Emmett Smith used to take his helmet off after every touchdown. Every time. But we've known about that rule for an entire that's generation at this point. At, it's what at what point you can't, yeah. You can only that only works for kind of the initial uh yeah. Like Justin Fields, is, I mean, like Justin Fields. Not, the, not, what <laughs> Justin was that? Fields jump, Justin Fields jumping over, um, didn't touch down Micah Parsons, which mm-hmm. that's, you know, you, you got to know the rules. I mean, that's why New England, I mean, Tom Brady's reasons number one through 10, but right there at 11 <laughs> and 12 is that they know the rules better than any team because of their coaching staff. And that, it matters late in games. I mean, how many of these games are just decided by an inch here, an inch there? I mean, that Carolina, I, I'm with you on the NFC South, but what, what if they I mean, just saying, lost right. the division on that play? I mean, as bad as that division is, that could be the case. And, whew, brutal. Um, so to bring it back to Green Bay, though, so I'm with you. The defense. Yeah, something's off there. Something's off on the defense. Very off. I mean, the coordinator, I think, has made some – just criminal mistakes. Um, I mean, Jair Alexander, I, if you want to take a positive from this game, and I know the Bills fans probably disagree with me. I kind of love the fact that he's in Diggs' face. He's trying to bring energy to the defense, to the team. This is a team that has been, you know, on this hallucinogen basically the entire season, just sleepwalking, taking the cue from the quarterback mm-hmm. to manifest wins. No, give me somebody who's going to bring energy on the field, is pissed off, has talent, like Jair Alexander, and he, he was bringing that. But here's the thing, you know, I know him and Diggs were going at it. He wasn't really guarding Diggs in this game. Like, you've got this valuable asset, and yet you just kind of leave him out there and Gabe Davis. It just doesn't really make any sense. I really don't understand that. Two things. First of all, it makes me think, to your point about Alexander, he's not scared. That's, that's his way of saying, look, I respect you. I'm sure he respects you. I know you're a great player, but I, I res- you know. I'm not afraid of this. It made me think of Lance Stevenson uh, blowing in LeBron James um, in yeah. that playoff game when he blew, blew on LeBron James. <laughs> but, but that's like, the thing, though. Lance Stevenson stunk. Like, he wasn't any good. He wasn't, I promise you one thing. In Lance Stevenson's mind, he's better than LeBron, and he wasn't scared. Yeah. 
So that's just their way of saying, look, you might, I'm not scared to, to guard you. But back to your other point, Green Bay's going through a lot of defensive coordinators over the years. Under LaFleur, if I'm, if I'm correct, I'm more talking out loud to you right now. And I'm just wondering. Patton. I, I think about Coach Patton just because, we, you know, I know Mike from our days in Buffalo. And I always really respect him. I, I think he is a really good football coach. I can't figure out why he can't settle in as a coordinator somewhere. That, that, who knows why. But that is, you know, if you're switching coordinators and, you know, players are leaving and, and sometimes and talking about things. I just wonder sometimes, does LaFleur have this, are we in total control of this team, you know, with on defense too? Because how many chances do you get to keep rotating coordinators? Here's the thing though, Jim, I get it. I totally agree with everything I'm just, you're saying I'm about the just, defense. Just, I, know. I, I agree with the linebackers, you know, struggling. I mean, at one point, Matt LaFleur pulled Eric Stokes off the field. I mean, that's a first round pick. You're just, first round the head pick. coach just decided to pull him off for a play, which was odd. And then I think they went right at, Rasul Douglas covering Stephon Diggs for the touchdown. Um, so there's, you know, that's bizarre. Um, Zach Tom gets blown up on back-to-back plays on the offensive line. I mean, that they're just getting caved. I mean, you have the play where Von Miller, like literally just is a, t- a one-man human tidal wave down the side of the line to stuff that fourth and one. I mean, Von Miller and run support blowing shit up. I, I mean, they, their offensive so line good. had no answer. But here's the thing, and I get, you know, and then on the outside, the receivers are obviously young and experienced, although I thought they played pretty damn well. I mean, Romeo Dobbs making that play that he made, impressive. Um, but here's what, I, here's what I'm going to say, was, Jim. That was an incredible catch. Incredible. I'm just, it, it, having yeah. covered the team since 2010, I just really get sick and tired of the excuse yeah. making. It's right. constant. It's You're always right. somebody else. Always. And it, a lot of the times it is true. I'll give you that. Like Colin Kaepernick and that divisional playoff game in San Francisco just lit Green Bay up. Dom Capers said no answer for the read option. I get it, right? Brandon Bostic, okay? Um, I mean, go go right down the list. It's, but that's it's, what I'm saying. You're building you the list. The gun uh, term, with you. you know, a, a practice squad, you know, borderline oh. professional football player covering Julio Jones in an NFC Championship game. But it, it's always somebody else. And I think that's kind of what pissed me off when Aaron Rodgers is on Pat McAfee blaming everybody else. Like we've heard this subliminally and directly from you and all of your surrogates, right? You've got a lot of them in the media and ex players around the country. It's constantly somebody. I mean, John Kuhn goes on CBS sports radio and is blasting the game plan last week. John Kuhn works for the team. He works for the Packers. He's in media for the team. And he's ripping the game plan on national radio. That's that's noteworthy to me. But it's and, and then for it to come out of Rogers' mouth, the hundred fifty million dollar quarterback for for you to just cast blame on everybody except for yourself. When oh by the way, he didn't show up for OTAs. I mean, maybe these young receivers that you say shouldn't be on the field because they're messing up. Maybe they could have benefited from practice with you. Um, we talked about this, comes from, Tyler. It, remember, we talked about that's exactly what's going to happen when you do when you do, do not attend those off-season things, right or wrong, regardless if you need the work or not. This is what happens if you don't deliver it. You're gonna, it's all coming back now. And, to, and, and you need if you're if you are the highest paid player and you are the quarterback, I think it would go a long way. And I'm not saying I, I don't even believe in going, that he needs to do that stuff, but I could see where it would go a long way with the young receivers 
and the rest of the team reading about, hey, Aaron's out here working. And I, I, I do see that. But this is coming from right. a place. The excuses just, are done. The excuses are done. The human condition. You know, this isn't, I didn't have a conversation with a wide receiver about this topic. But how would you like to be a 23, 24, 25 year old receiver in that room and your quarterback and your head coach? are referring to you basically like you're a toddler that's out of control and in a basement like this one, you know, like, Oh, the kid, you know, I think LaFleur referred to them as, as like a kid, you know, you're gonna be hard on your kid sometimes. And it's Rogers is always speaking in a tone of being just above everybody else. I think at some point it wears a little thin. I I mean, if you're a receiver in that room, I'd be thinking, well, it would have been nice to have you at OTAs. Right. Or um, this is what you bring on. And it just goes back to this is going to be what we hear and what we see the rest of the season because Matt LaFleur kind of handed his backbone over to the quarterback two years ago. Yeah, he's the head coach, but they decided as a franchise, him, Brian Gutekinds, who we both like. I think he's made a lot of good decisions, but I mean, these defensive players, they got to see more out of him, obviously. Um and, and Mark Murphy, everybody involved, basically just begged and pleaded. This is, this is the byproduct of that. When you beg and plead and bend the knee and, you know, you let the quarterback, you know, hold you hostage all offseason, then you make him the richest player in the sport. And you can break rules internally with just lying to the public about, like I said, I don't care if you got the shot or not, but he lied about it. I mean, this way, they're not going to stand up to him. They're not going like, to – you'll never hear Matt LaFleur at the podium say our quarterback has to play better. Like, that just isn't going to happen. Is there a worse – when Kyrie and LeBron broke up, because that could have been so special, those two played so well together. Devontae Adams, what a waste of a decision. Like, as far as a waste of – not for him financially, not, not that mm-hmm. part, but a waste for – the football fans and the combination of Adams and Rogers is one of the most special in the history of football. And for the, the breakup is equaling. We're not getting to see either one of them at this point. There's probably like, more to that story that we'll never hear too. I, I, I hundred Tyler hundred percent want to know more. It has to be, it has to be because Devonte Adams is a smart, smart man who knows got, that. No, question. he knows how good Aaron Rodgers is and he knows that he's good enough to still get that contract. It's not, and it, you know, here I am talking about his skills diminishing, and that's true. But Devontae Adams's presence sure as hell would make this offense look a right. lot different than it does right now. No question. Like that, there is no way that should have been that 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 relationship had no reason to end. To me, like if Aaron Rodgers was wanted to play football again, you know, to stay in Green Bay, Adams should have been staying. It, it should have been both of them wanting that like hey i'm not staying unless you are okay i'll, I'll stay i'll stay too cool or else instead I, I just don't get it it'll yeah as as uh your old head coach told us at the nfl combine in 2016 i love that term so much i've been you know blasting away with it i read it this is a team that's half pregnant it was right? I, mean, you, I read that this morning you wrote that <laughs> that was that was strong that was strong it's you do and I get it. An MVP season will throw a wrench into things. I'm not just overlooking that, but this is a team that drafted a first round quarterback that was thinking about a succession plan and wanted to move from one air to the next and easily could have with a little more guts 
and especially with this running game, like those two running backs for a young quarterback would have been awesome. Like I see, you know, I see where the vision could have been. I still think Rogers is good enough to win with. I, this whole thing is. Just, you might yeah, be right. Hey, the NFC is a cluttered mess. They're three and five. You know, give them credit for um, leaning into the run this time. I, it, it clearly works. Like there is Man, a formula there, but I think it only really works if your defense is getting yes. stops. They got to get yes, stops. Yes, yes. Tyler, hundred percent. If the defense isn't right, it's it's almost too hard for any great quarterback to overcome. That's why I always say that was always going to be my interview. If I ever interview for a GM job, it was what's your philosophy? You know, but find your quarterback and find 11 guys to destroy the other quarterback, the other team's quarterback. It's all about defense after you have. So if you have the right starter, you need to build that defense. Got to. It's, but they're in a bad place. I mean, Aaron Rodgers could retire after this season. You're on the hook for that money, and how are you going to rebuild this team? I mean, you're you're kind of you're you're going to be in cap ruin. I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be difficult if he does make that decision. I mean, they're just going to try to ride this out as long as they can. It was there was that point in the game where after Josh Allen hit uh, James Cook, I'm just that marvelous. He kind of yes. he's flush left. He just I mean Isaiah McDuffie blitzes untouched. And it's like Allen does not even flinch. He just kind of rolls left, flips his torso around, just <laughs> drops that that butte to Cook. He yeah. takes it 41 yards. I think it was – was that 24-10 at that point? Maybe 27-10 at that point. Yeah. Because I'm thinking if they score here, it's 34-10 with whatever it is, 9-10 minutes left. Does Green Bay just put love in? Like, is that – do you wave the white flag at that point? And is that a, a – symbolic for the season it could get to that point if you lose to Detroit I mean they're going to Detroit and are they going to win they should they should win it just is it's a weird team in a weird spot and it didn't need to be this way so if I'm a little worked up it's because of all the reasons everybody's listening they've read and heard everything so I'm sorry to beat this dead horse but I it's just as it was avoidable. And we both picked them, Tyler. We both picked them for our Super Bowl picks. Like I only believed Rodgers was coming back because he believed in this team. That is the yeah. only thing I could come up with why he was playing football. The money, I get it, but that he was fine financially. Like he he's good. Like why would you go put yourself through? He believed this? he believed believe? in the team with Devontae Adams. Now yeah. there's where I want to know more to the story. Hey, you know what's funny real quick? The way, the way you were describing that Josh Allen throw, it was making me think. I remember it was like year two of Josh Allen. I think somebody said, or I read something where somebody said he's can't he's like Cam Newton because he's as big as Cam, you know, big arm. And I remember thinking to myself, that's so disrespectful to Cam Newton to compare this guy in his second year to, to it's it's flipped. Yeah, and yeah. Cam Newton's like my all-time one of my all-time favorite players. I Cam's ever not making that play. No way. Cam's not making any of these. I can't believe how good Josh Allen is. He didn't even play his best game, and they just beat a. I know we know it is a good football team, regardless of what we say about Green Bay. That was, and that wasn't Josh's. That there were some strange, you know, decisions there by Josh Allen. But guess what? Yeah, long season. It's going to happen. Get your win. What do we call it? Keep it moving. 
Get your win. Keep well, it moving. I, let's definitely get into the Bills uh, before Sorry, then. Yeah, there. Is yeah. there anything else on the Packers that we want to hit on? No. So I, they're I, three and five. Um, pay attention. They, a fun, I mean, they're definitely a, a must-watch drama slash football for this next part of the season is Green Bay because mm-hmm. I, I still am convinced they're not done yet. That NFC is you know, wide open. So Aaron Rodgers can't move like he did. There was a play, I think it was it Rousseau who kind of caught him from behind. And yeah, I'm yeah, he thinking, did. man, I'm thinking he he would have got free and he would have done something crazy outside of the pocket. Some of his best the best plays of his career is when he's just making magic outside of the pocket. Yeah. So that element's pretty much gone because you know he, he can't move like he did. He can still move a little, but not like he yeah, did. Yeah, I was gonna say then, I wouldn't I don't know about gone. I would say definitely not it's not it's not what's separating him from other quarterbacks like he used to be able to do. He's now coming back where Josh Allen and Mahomes and Lamar are, you know, and, and Burrow are like going this way. It's like going up. Rogers is almost not that he's down, but he's coming back to the pack with the, you know, the good quarterbacks. That, that, that's why he's an average ordinary. So, and you don't have the receiver on second reaction, knowing where to be, Every single time, <clears throat> but he did have you know a couple plays that give you a little hope. I mean the the throw to Dobbs, the catch by Dobbs was remarkable. I mean that was one of the best plays that we saw this weekend. Remarkable, yeah. agreed. And then Torre, your seventh defense, round pick. That defense was incredible. Oh, the way yeah. he took his arm away, I don't know how Dobbs did that. You know, what I was thinking about what here are the two greatest things right now for my you know I like reality TV. I'd like to know why, what really happened with Tom and Giselle, and I want to know what really happened with Aaron and Devontae. Yeah. I think Devontae Adams had one catch for three yards and a shutout loss to the Saints, right? Oh, like. Derek Carr, 101 passing yards. I I read what you said about that game in in Go Long this morning, um, which you do such a, you do, you sum that stuff up so well. (laughs) Um just to get a quick capsule, you know, I love, I do appreciate that. Cause I don't, yesterday was kind of, you know, yesterday for, we were all over the place yesterday. So, um, and I, I actually thought that was a game, the Raiders, I thought that was a game where if the Raiders beat New Orleans, which I thought they could, that that would maybe springboard them into competing again. Whew, man, something's not right there. That's a wolf game right there. The opposite. I think the saints at three and five in the NFC South, not surprised. Looks they, great. Have a lot, they have a lot of toughness. They have a lot of veteran toughness on that team. They're not, they're never going out easy. And great. Andy, I am loving Andy Dalton over Jameis. Jameis had a pretty good freestyle rap in pregame, though. Did you hear that? I know. He's bringing that to the table. I'll give Jameis that. It was, I'll look it up. you know, it's one of those things as, as he starts kind of rapping with, I think it was with Juwan Johnson. He's, he's going, it's like, this is going to be terrible this is going to be like him tasting a w and it's going to be mean and mocked and and then Jameis kind of keeps going and it's got rhythm and it rhymes okay, and so was, he, okay. he's got he's got some punch and i'm like this is really good i like it this sounds yeah. like a perfect backup quarterback make yeah. you laugh a little bit you know you have some talent <laughs> yeah. he is yeah, the perfect backup perfect backup because I would love, I would love him as my number two all day long. He loves it too. I mean, remember when he tore his ACL and then they won that game? He's in the locker with the crutches, like living it up. Yeah. I mean, you think a dude that's the starting quarterback that's been waiting for that opportunity, 
after everything that happened in Tampa would just be depressed when he tears ligaments in his knee. He's just, just having a, having a grand old time. I'd be pretty happy too. James has done pretty well for himself. I'd be pretty happy too living in New Orleans on something. He's, it's not a bad life. I will say this. I, I almost kind of hope New Orleans and Cincinnati playing the Super Bowl, you know, in our lifetime at some point, because the two songs, you got Choppa Style, you know, yeah. they, they blast that song in, in right, the Saints locker room and then Get the Gat with the it's, Bengals. Two absolute jams, just bangers. Great songs. They're, they're, they're strong, but they really do come strong. And both are like who dat, who day. <laughs> yeah, that too, right? Yeah. I grew up, I'm telling you, there's nothing, that, that's about, you know, you, we hear Go Bill so much, but so much of my life was just yelling who dat when I was, it was so fun, like being a part of that. Yeah, they, uh, hey, I think that there is, there's hope in New years. Orleans. They've got a lot of studs on defense. I don't count any of those teams out in the NFC. I'm telling you, this thing is going to be wild down the finish. Yeah. Really surprised to see Kamara in the trade rumors. That was kind of circulating. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and that's, I know, I know. He's in the perfect place. Because it comes but, from, it doesn't just come out of thin air, right? Could it? I Maybe. Know. No, I always... I tend to believe those when they come strong like that. Yeah. Okay. Like as promised, the Buffalo bills. So they, they're dominating in the first half. It looks like it might be, you know, 50 to three type of game. And uh, I mean, Josh Allen just kind of had two rookie mistakes that made it closer than it really needed to be. Uh, He actually threw what 12 incompletions to 13 completions it wasn't statistically like his no. his best game. So I think there's two ways to look at it. Like we were talking before we hit record, you're seeing this as, I mean, you can play you can play that bad in the second half and still win convincingly. And I'm thinking kind of like as I wrote, all right, you know, you've got Green Bay on the same field as you, as yeah. dominant as your team is, as just gobsmacking as your quarterback is. I mean, he's doing the kind of stuff nobody else. Has ever done at his size with his athleticism. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, to me, it's like a little reminder. Okay, look, Aaron Rodgers was the same quarterback doing the same stuff, and he's gone twelve years without a Super Bowl. And it, all it takes is just one or two mistakes, and yeah, they could get away with it against Green Bay that is in this identity crisis as a franchise. But I don't think you're going to get away with it in January. Um, so it's just it's it was just like a little subtle reminder. To, for Buffalo, I think it's like, okay. Like if for one half, they were this <clears throat> indomitable, unstoppable freight train of an offense that was fun as hell to watch. And then, you know, it, th- things can change quick. So if just a little reminder. Thing, if there is one thing that I hope people can take from me being a part of go long is everybody needs to understand. And I say it every, and you know, it, it is so hard to win. We drew Brees in New Orleans, where my you know my glory years in the NFL. We won Super Bowl, right? With the coach and quarterback, perfect combo, unstoppable offense. Every year, we couldn't be stopped. One Super Bowl. It's so hard. So, it just keep focused, stay healthy, and just get there. It's that. It's just there's so get many to January. Like just get there. <laughs> Right? Just get there. That's why he, I always say it. Like that's Fast why I without any injuries. Those th- those plays by Josh Allen last night to me are like wow. Like who cares? Great win. Okay. 
average game and keep it moving. Like if that's an average game. Yeah. And Diggs and he and Diggs like, okay, I read this. Somebody said that, that Josh Allen saw that Diggs and Rasul Douglas were going at it. They had a little something, a little confrontation and they went right at, they did that out and up right after it. And they said, that's the type of relationship Allen and Diggs have. I don't know if that's true or not. I just read it on Twitter. So let's get, I don't want to, but if it is, if they do have that rapport, which they do seem to have, I mean, they obviously have it. It's, it's, it's Aaron Adams. Green Bay's watching what they had. Totally. Yeah. This is a, a reminder of what they had an unstoppable, unstoppable combination. You had it. You had it. Let's remember how it began too. I mean, they trade yeah. for Stefan Diggs in the middle of a pandemic when they, you know, they, everything's different, right? Teams aren't getting together for OTAs and mini camps, but they're down at Pete Bomarito's facility in Florida working together. I think they, there was a bunch of Bills players. And so that, that's kind of how it started with their chemistry because it was so instant in 2020. I mean, it was, it's freaky. They looked like they had played together for a decade. So for it to then go through 2020, 2021 and be in year three together, mm-hmm. I think they can absolutely do that, that kind of stuff. And it, it reminds me a lot of, um, you know, I'm not comparing Josh Allen to Kirk Cousins by any means, but I like in Minnesota how Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, that, that's like their whole offense. I mean, and they don't really care what the defense is doing. Like, if you watch a Vikings game, it doesn't really matter what the coverage is. Like, Kevin O'Connell is is keeping the defense's guess, and they move Jefferson around. And just, but either way, like Cousins is just getting him the ball. He doesn't care. He's like, I, I have this freak show receiver. I'm just going to force feed him. And some of these teams and play callers, like Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl, McVeigh was hesitant up until that last drive. The Rams weren't just feeding their stud receiver. They were trying to like right. operate and re, re, they were reacting to what the defense was doing. I think the best offenses, they don't react. Yeah. They just attack. And that's what the bills are doing with digs. They don't care what you're going to do in coverage. They're going to get him the ball 12, 13, 14 times a game. Like just, just do it. Just do it. Like he's going to make a play. Who cares what they're trying to do? And, and by yeah. the way, green Bay's plan is awful. They don't have Jair Alexander on them. <laughs> Which is, that still is crazy to think about what they invested and how good he actually is, why you wouldn't try it. But when you evolve in an offense, when you have the quarterback receiver, the unstoppable, you have that combo. But when it gets to the quarterback has that unstoppable rapport with every other receiver, they almost have their own thing. Like I almost feel like Allen and, and Davis, they have their connection too. He knows where to put the ball for Davis. He knows where Davis is going to be on whatever he's asked to do in, in on their route concepts. He and Knox always on point. He and McKenzie have always had a little thing. I feel like, you know, they get. He's always had Josh develops relations with every receiver. You got you. You have your foundation, the unstoppable. Now, when you when you get these other ones like this, and this is what we had in New Orleans, where it was, think about it: Breeze to Colston. Breeze to Meacham, Breeze to uh, Shockey, tight end, Jimmy Graham. You know, this is this is Kobe what Buffalo to... <laughs> Everybody, you're but, right. But you see what I'm Henderson. Well, but you know their role. You can picture what the route's going to be for that player and the connection because it's that evolved and it's, it's that sophisticated now where it's just all unstoppable. That's how I feel about Buffalo's offense. Forget it. Forget it. That That's running game, a, and if they run the ball like that, it's just, ah, good luck. 
I don't know. Phenomenal point. I could not agree more. And Isaiah actually touched on that in a roundabout way on one of our, our recent uh, episodes with the Isaiah McKenzie show at Misters, which is coming back a week from today. Uh, we'll be doing episode five there. If you were, if you're in Western New York and want to hang out with us, um, Isaiah, like he, he said, like, you know, early in Josh Allen's career, uh, I mean, he, the fastballs were nonstop. Like it's, he's not taking any RPMs off. It is, you know, it's going to take your head off. It's going to split a finger in half. And at some point digs and these receivers are like, dude, take a little off, (laughs) like have a little more touch. And it does seem like that's a aspect of his game that he has worked on that he, he has just more touch. Everything's not a, you know, not a fastball and just rocket ball. And it's, you know, far vast. He's, he can, he can just feather it in there. He can uh, layer a throw, you know, as Jordan Palmer kind of broke down over the linebacker before the safety. And right. This all, you know, was it, I think a, like a mini little breakthrough for the bills offense in this game too, is, is incorporating James cook. Um, they got him going a little bit more, obviously the big 41 yarder being like 35 on the ground. And, you know, clearly they're in the market for a running back. I mean, I don't care what they say. I mean, they wanted McCaffrey. Like they, it, it was pretty obvious. Like they, they were very interested in Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. Jay Glazer had the report that they were one of the teams interested in Kamara. And hey. yeah, go ahead. So it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> they, they, you know, they want to add another star, but Singletary's having his best year. Like that and James Cook, that's where I think Cook playing like that. I mean, there is no urgent need for the Bills to mortgage draft picks for a running back. I mean, if Cook can hang on to the ball and bust loose for a play here or there, why even mess with this current room? I wouldn't. We talked so yesterday at Fatty Beer, that question came up like, should the Bills go after these, you know, Kamara? Is that true? I said, sure, go after him. I don't care. I mean, it's your window. If, if you, it, it, you're telling me you wouldn't go after an album Kamara, I'm in the G, if I'm Brandon Bean, I can just tell you right now, as soon as I heard there was a chance for Kamara, I'm going for it, man. That's my style. Everybody's different. Here's what, also what I said. Not, I would go for it. And if I didn't get it, I'm fine. As long as I value it as an upgrade, I'm going for it. And guess what? Yeah. You don't do anything, you're completely fine. But this is your window. What's the price for Kamara? You what would you if you're the if you're Brandon Bean? What are you I, willing I, to give up for Alvin? Oh, Kamara? I, I love Kamara. So yeah, go ahead and just throw me what. That's one of those. What do you want? And let's talk. First round pick. Yeah, I'd be cool with it. I think he's that. I think he makes you that absolutely. He never has to come off the field, and those guys are a nightmare. For I think the Saints you know would be responsible for his cap hit too. I don't think the Bills would be on the hook for. If man, you find a special back that can block, catch, and run, doesn't have to come off the field. That is a the defensive coordinator is always on his. He never can talk about dictating. You know, Singletary, Cook, you're you're going to start seeing some. You know, when you see those rotations, you, you those guys know probably a little bit. of – Kamara stays on that field. If you invest in Kamara, you don't take him off the field. Let's, 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 but yeah, I would go for it. He, he's a Why slot not? receiver too, right? I mean, you're not going to put Singletary in the slot. But I see what I'm not, I'm not mortgage. I mean, to me, it's your window. Go for it. Have fun, man. This is it. I know. Yeah. I go back and forth because part of me is thinking, all right, like with Allen's contract kicking in next year, I think, yeah. right? Or, 
I'm not saying it's a Diggs deal, you know, Milano. It's you're going to need to keep hitting on picks. And I, I don't want to get rid of too many picks. You're right. When, when it's not a dire need, like this offense is a juggernaut as constructed. Bean might not have that. But I also like Singletary a lot too. (laughs) And he, you know what? We talked about him at Fatty Beer yesterday too, a little bit about, yes, I think he's a good running back. My, here's my, and this sounds bad on the personnel side of it to me. If you lose a Singletary, I, I feel like there are certain people are, I don't want to say replaceable, but replaceable. You know what I mean? I hate to say it in that kind of, that's kind of the, the blunt term mm-hmm. of it. It's like, you're not going to miss it. it, it but he, he really has maxed out his ability. He is awesome in this offense. He has become very reliable. Josh Allen seems to have a nice relationship with him as far as when the dump mm-hmm. off in the game. They have a very good feel. So, yes, Singletary is a good running back. For this team. So big picture, Jim, what would concern you with the Bills? Because they were in agreement, best team in the AFC, probably the whole NFL, even though Philly's undefeated. I think the Bills are a little more tested. Uh, But if you were to nitpick, if you were to forecast, okay, this is something that you got to get figured out by January. What, What would that be? All right. This is crazy nitpicking. Okay. Maybe the right side of the offensive line. <laughs> you would have liked that problem back in your day, right? And I'm like, and I'm saying that like I'm actually really not concerned about it. Yeah. Tyler, there's no weaknesses on this team. Remember, we talked about uh, the defensive tackle, Tim Settle. Um, we talked about him kind of, he had a big time pre, uh, very first preseason yeah. game. And I said, I didn't know a lot about him. I went and watched his uh, tape in Washington. That's a heck of a pickup for a team that wants to yeah. become more stout against the run. All of a sudden, what do you see show up? What, what was their weakness? What did we always talk about on this podcast? They don't stop the run, right? Are they tough? All right. You know what they went out and did? They got some monsters up front. Okay. That, I don't hear anybody talking about that. You know what else they did? They put together one of the great, most deep secondaries. Brandon Bean, their drafting of these players and developing of these young corners is phenomenal. Jordan Poyer, you know, misses a game, comes back. Hey, no, hey, right. People step right up. Hamlin. Um, anyway, I'm just saying this team, I can't think of anything, Tyler, I, unless you have something I'm missing on this team. No, it's, it, it would just be okay. When it gets to uh nut cutting time, as the old timers like to say, I do they you. rise up? and make the right decisions from a game yep. management yeah. standpoint. And it's hard to just kind of forget how these last three playoff runs went. But if, I mean, that seems like a stretch because every season is different. Every team is different. Von Miller alone has shocked me. I'm, I wasn't sure. What I don't he had remember left. him being this dominant like, last year. No, it's, I thought he would just kind of be coasting through this regular season too. and just get, get to we the playoffs. Some pass rushing, you know, him just trying to get upfield. And I didn't, he is completely playing at, he, he's yeah. playing like a top five, top 10 pick right now. That, that's dumb. where you need to give this front office so much credit because they didn't just rest agree. on their laurels. Yep, I agree. A lot like they really could have said, damn it, we've been drafting uh, all these D linemen. We don't need no. to sign anybody. Instead, they go out and they, they pay up for Von Miller. They get Tim Settle. They get Jordan Phillips back. Um, um, 
all three oh, of those guys. I mean, you could you have visuals from those three players last night. I mean, the hits when Jordan Phillips just laid laid out Aaron Jones with one hard right shoulder, vicious, just a vicious collision. Tim Settle blowing up Zach Tom. They've, um, Name I think that's what the good teams do. I mean, that's why the Eagles are undefeated. Howie Roseman made some awful mistakes. He, you know, they, he paid he paid up for Carson Wentz after after they drafted him way too soon. They. They whiff at wide receiver, but what the, what did he do? They draft Jalen Hurts. They keep drafting receivers. They trade for AJ Brown, who was like maybe the best player for any team yesterday. Just insane the game that AJ Brown had against Pittsburgh. He, by the way, he got flagged for that. That was one of the best taunts I've seen all year. Did you see that? Yeah, just playing teach guy. <laughs> I'm okay with it too. I love it. Well, what, no, isn't that not big to put the to. swallow your ego, swallow your ego, and just keep trying? And that's kind of what the Bills did on the D line. The thing about what's funny, think about what Brandon Bean has done compared to Howie. Howie's a lifer, so he's going to have hits and misses. Lifer in Philly, right? Bean, I don't think Bean's had a miss. It, here's yeah. one miss, okay? Ed Oliver, to me. I think Ed Oliver is just an – but when I say a miss, Ed Oliver is an okay – I mean, he's yeah. not a complete – it's not that he can't play. That You're yeah. not getting the value of where you drafted him. That's all. But Bean has been, I mean, what they have done, and maybe it's not all Brandon, the combo, coaches and personnel, all of it, it's working. They're hitting on every, that receiving core is so well put together um, and drafted, you know, and signed to, and they're free agent signs. They've been hitting on those as well. They're not missing on those. So I just really respect what they've done. It, like I said, it always starts with the quarterback, but they got it. But then just study what else they've done. When you can put together, when you're missing Trey White and you don't know it, it's pretty good. So. <laughs> totally forgot about that. <laughs> right. Hey, what about Demar Hamlin? I mean, he's been. I, solid. I brought him up. I love Tyler. You were. I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. This. How about Pitt? The yeah. uh, and Dave, yeah. Uh, Pitt. Pitt and J- yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's been impressive. That be defense. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, I definitely want to. Uh, like, so we'll, we'll, I think we did this last year too. Um, we'll, we'll get to the old old school team later this uh, later this season, but um, we'll we'll do our mid season like second round of predictions. Like, who who do you have? Just just and I'll I'll give you a chance. You can you can revise it for print, but here on the podcast, yeah. Jim, no, I'm laughing. Give me your, give me your NFC AFC championship games, your Super Bowl champ, your Super Bowl participants. I'll just in your do, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Do you want yeah? Do you want me to wait, or you want to just say it now? Just just say it now. Let's just give. Let's give for me, it's pretty simple. It's gonna be. I gotta think. It's gonna be well. AFC is gonna be Chiefs, Bills, and I think Bills go to the Super Bowl. NFC, 49ers, Philly. I'm going 49ers, Buffalo Super Bowl, Buffalo wins. I like it. I'll go Buffalo, Cincinnati. I'm sticking with my Bengals. I love it. But right now, I think think I'd pick Buffalo. I think I'd pick Buffalo. I mean, they're definitely better than I thought they were, and I thought they were really damn good. Right now, let's see how Cincy does tonight. Um, And then the offensive line, they still have some issues to work through. You're taking the Browns? Get the hell out yeah, of Yeah, I think they're going to win tonight. 
final question. All right, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to see the Bengals. They have to prove it without Jamar Chase. I want to see. I'm a little. I want to see how they look without Jamar that's Chase. True. That's true. So to me, that's a chance. To me, that's a good bet. Like to take a, a team like Cleveland, who it, it, they can. I mean, they're tough, man. They run the ball. They're a strange yeah. team. They should be better than they are, I think. Um, quarterbacks average, obviously. But that running game is so nasty. And the Bengals, I just want to see them without Chase. So I, that's why. It's not. But I agree with you. If they're healthy, the Bengals, wow. That offense is, forget it. San Francisco, Minnesota, and the NFC Championship. There I like it. Yep, I like it. And I think I'd go Minnesota. And I don't really know why. You know, you look at the analytics. They don't tell you much about this team. They're kind of it's middle of the pack in EPA and DVOA and, you know, all these other acronyms that, that oh, people just... devise in labs. They're very – but I they just find a way to win. And I'm all in on Kevin O'Connell. I'm all in on them just pushing the right buttons in big moments. Zadarius Smith has been a star, sacked Kyler Murray three times, did the Jared Allen – I mean, they move him around like they did in Green Bay. and He'll be right up on the center's nose. I mean, he rushes from all over the place. Bar an injury, I think that they're going to be a legit Super Bowl contender oh. and get to the game. Buffalo versus Minnesota. Minnesota. And I'm with you. I think right now Buffalo wins it. The What I'm laughing about right now is this is the gambler in me. Is I have this love-hate gambling relationship with Kirk Cousins. Because, you know, when you bet on him, you get the bad Kirk. When you bet against him, you get that. 340 yeah. yard curve. So I never, I feel like I never pick it right now. I'm picturing the whole, now the whole playoffs. Now I'm going to be thinking about you picking them to, like, yep, this is, I'm going to be investing in Kirk cause I know I'm going to be betting on Minnesota. I'm like, I'm going to be going always. If history has told us anything, you bet on Kirk cousins to deliver. Oh, I will be. I'm okay with it. Cause I do like, I actually do think he is a, I've always said he's a top 10, 12 quarterback. In the NFL, he is. Justin I just Jones. can't figure him out. On that note, Jim, what do you yep. say? Let's let's cut her off. Um, everybody, again, thank you for reading, for listening, for drinking some beers with us at Fatty. We got to do that again. That was a great oh, we're time. Going it. Fatty's the spot. Awesome. Thank, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We appreciate it.